Hello, this is Emily Collins. I just wanted to apologise for the lateness of this episode coming out. As those of you who follow us on Twitter will already know, on Thursday the 4th, um, one of my small dogs, Bunbury, got hit by a car. Thankfully, she's uh, she's okay. She's been through surgery. She's recovering. Uh, she's actually in the background now, giving me sad eyes because she really doesn't like being in her cone. Uh, she's doing well. She's recovering. We're looking after her. But it's um, it's just delayed us a little bit. This episode was actually recorded uh, before her accident, so that's why it's not mentioned. But I just wanted to apologise for the lateness and let anyone who's been wondering know, Bun is, she's doing well. She's, she's even starting to stand up a little bit. And I'm sure she'll be back in the background, snoring away very soon. Sounds from the shadows, <laughs> where the shadows gals, that's us, talk about myths and legends and bring you on a journey back to. I'm really sorry, guys. Emily asked me to do the intro this week, and uh, <laughs> clearly I have not had enough coffee. <laughs> Welcome, guys. We love you. We're going to talk about pigs today. Oink, 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 oink. My favorite pig is Miss Piggy. It's a damn good pig. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. Like, she has to be categorically the best pig, doesn't she? Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, though someone did mention an interesting thing that do we love her because she's awesome, or because she was the only female Muppet we could identify with? Because she's a bit of a bully sometimes to Kermit in their relationship. She's. It's not a healthy. It's re- not a healthy relationship. Mm. She's a queen, guys. Okay. I will not have anything said of her. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I probably related mostly to. Gonzo and Rizzo. 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 Rizzo the rat. Yeah. 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 I, I liked the cookie monster. He was my type of dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now we've got on to Jim Henson puppets. How does this happen? <laughs> uh, I don't know, because The Dark Crystal's coming out soon, isn't it? Wait, what? The Netflix are making uh, like a, a prequel series to the Jim Henson film The Dark Crystal. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so out of the loop of popular culture. Sorry, and, guys. Well, The Dark Crystal's an amazing film. It's great. Excellent. Trial by stone. <laughs> but pigs. pigs. But pigs. pigs. This is not the Jim Henson mm. appreciation mm. podcast yet. I mean, like, next week. Yeah. Next week. So pigs. Uh, pigs show up a lot in, in fairy tale and folklore and things. Because most, most countries seem to have had a domestic pig at mm. some stage. Yeah. And it seems to just be a thing everyone is familiar with. And I think it's also something to do with the fact that this might sound mad, maybe it's just me, but pigs, you know the way they're, like, they're kind of human-like in a weird way? They're very intelligent. That too. Yeah, yeah. incredibly intelligent and uh, not to be creepy, but it's like apparently their flesh is the closest to human flesh. I had heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. also, they're, so they're, I looked up some fun facts about pigs and really hoped <laughs> the people behind me in college weren't looking at my screen. Um, but um, it's, yeah, so also there's, um, yeah, the genetic makeup of pigs is sort of similar enough to humans that scientists are using their stem cells to try and develop treatment and cures for human oh, diseases. I had heard that before, but yeah. I kind of forgot about it. I also it. know uh, in certain heart transplants they can use the valve from a pig heart yeah 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 yeah. and like pigs when they're dead have a huge amount of uses they're they're in almost everything insulin as well isn't there for type 1 diabetics is there something to do with pigs insulin as well i think you can get yeah i think you can get insulin from pigs Mm. also great for disposing of a body not speaking from a <coughs> personal experience, but... <coughs> what? No. What? They're also delicious. Sorry, <laughs> vegetarians and vegans. I apologise. I, just I always find bacon smells better than it tastes. Yeah, there's a very distinctive piggy 
type of smell mm. off it, especially mm. if it's like, if you get it from a country butcher, <laughs> I find it tastes very piggy or something, mm. or very mm. mucky, mm. you know? Almost slightly more gamey, I guess, in a way. Maybe yeah. just a teeny bit more in that direction. Uh, yeah, but pigs, despite being an incredibly lovely, intelligent, great pet, apparently, um, there's sort of certain negative connotations to pigs. Mm. Like if you call someone a pig, it's generally not a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or like, you know, you're sweating like a pig, which I also discovered in my fun mm. facts. Um, pigs have hardly any sweat glands. Oh, right. That's why they muck around in the oh, mud yeah. so much. So that's incredibly unfair. I know. Yeah. You know, it's insulting not only to the person, but to the pig. No, you're only insulting it's, yourself. It's just it's <laughs> inaccurate. So next time I'm not sweating, I'll say I'm sweating like a pig. I'm yeah. sweating like a me. Yeah, I, me too, because uh, we're in the middle of summer, apparently. Apparently. And the weather is just, it, it it's glorious sunshine the minute then thunder and rain and then just humidity so we're it's this time of year where we just start complaining about the weather again (laughs) (laughs) did you know that met Aaron? i think have started a podcast about the weather because irish people love the weather so much oh we do we love to complain pigs sorry yeah we'll complain actually on complaining and pigs my dad brief uh, for a few years worked in uh, new york and he was in a law firm where a lot of the this was back when like you had like the switchboards mm. so if you got a call in there was actually a whole office and they'd be like connecting wires and things but a lot of the girls who worked in the switchboard were of irish american ancestry so their knowledge of ireland was sort of the quiet man thatched cottages mm. and things because that's you know what what the, it had been around when their families were here so they were always talking to my dad about you know the emerald isle and he made the mistake of mentioning this to his father who had a little bit of a wicked sense of humor so if he called him up at work and went knew he was going through the switchboards, he would put on this stage Irish thing, struggling, Mary, get that pig out of the parlour! <laughs> <laughs> to the mortification of my father, who was trying to be suave in New York. Yeah, 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 in a fancy, fancy New York law firm yeah. or whatever. So this, this idea of uh, the pig in the parlour, the pig under the arm and the twinkle in the eye. Ah, oh, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. That's lovely. A ham sandwich in one pocket. <laughs> Poor pig. Poor pig. Yeah. That's your brother. <laughs> but oh, no. tending pigs does come up a lot in sort of folklore and fairy tales. Like if you're if you find yourself in a fairy tale, it, congratulations. Um, but if you bump into someone who's a swineherd, they're either a prince in disguise or a wizard. And I don't know where this thing comes from, but there's just this association that swineherds. Is, is it like the, the is it like the sort of humble poor I, man? I think it's type the of... humble poor man, but swineherds just seem to have this magic, mm. and it seems to be sort of this humble station, but sort of so humble that it becomes noble. Yeah, yeah, and like you'd look over them twice, yeah. and then and then, oh, but they yeah. they will they... know something like in um, a story about the king of the cats. Mm. Uh, the bards are giving this particular king a hard time and keep giving him these impossible tasks. But he goes to his brother, who's a swineherd, which does make you wonder, the king's brother is a swineherd. Okay. Uh, Interesting, But yeah. because he is a swineherd, he, of course, has all of the wisdom so he can answer all of these terrible riddles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, 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 you're, if you're looking around and you come across a swineherd, they've got some magic to them. There you go. I wonder where that comes from. Like, because if you sort of went off to, to become a swineherd to hide your own identity, there's kind of mm. like that thing where people wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't look twice at you because it's like, you know, you, mm. you spend your time with these animals and in the muck and it's kind of disgusting. You probably smell. It's a good way of avoiding attention. Yeah. Except also, so many people have done it that now. It's kind of obvious. It's a trope. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone comes up to me and says, oh, I'm a swineherd, I'm going to be like, mm, 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 something going on there. Oh. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying something. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, sorry. Sorry, the fly flew at me again. 
Yeah, we've got a, we've got a fly buzzing around somewhere. Yeah, so which we... might be a prince in disguise. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he took me by surprise. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was reading this wonderful book that, George, uh, not Georgia, Dear Dracentos. It's the um, Ireland's Animals by Niall McCutcher. And it says that like um, pigs were known to be like very disruptive creatures. Mm. And like if a pig was on your land, it would completely mess up everything because they'd like dig Pink. in deep and they'd upturn all your onion yeah. bulbs and like completely ruin your... Well, it's the, the new stimulation. Yeah, they need stimulation, and so it's like they've become like harbingers of doom. Oh, there's a pig. Oh, no, <laughs> our crops will fail. <laughs> Which is, I mean, normally like harbingers of dooms are like ravens mm. or black dogs, animals with a bit of, you know, more nobility, but it's a pig. It's a pig. Which is yeah. a little bit more comedy to it. There is, there absolutely is. And uh, yeah, apparently there's this um, field in Galway just outside Athenry that's... Uh, called like the the plain of pig counting where there was uh, just pigs roaming free because yeah, we, we used in ireland we used to have wild pigs yeah we had wild boars and things and i think there were a while ago some accidental wild pigs in the wicklow mountains oh really well you know there was this trend a while ago for like teacup pigs mm. oh yeah and like a teacup pig when you see it in a teacup it's a piglet mm. and they, they grow to you know size of a, a dog but a lot of people were buying what they thought were teacup pigs and were just normal piglets. <laughs> and pigs grow pretty big. Like they yeah, can grow to the size they grow of a sofa. Huge, like, yeah. So a lot of people who had bought these um, thinking they were like cute little teacup pigs suddenly discovered they had a massive pig on their hand. So a load of them got dumped in the Wicklow Mountains. Oh my God. And they were just roaming around. Well, fair play. Like, what else are they going to be doing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Also, they're probably the best animals to take to the wild after domestic life because they yeah. eat like. They well, eat they're, everything. they're really not domesticated no. at all. Like, I think they're one generation or something like that from pure wild or from, from pure, what, what do you call so it? They still have some that programming in yeah. their DNA. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. And like a, a wild pig or a wild boar, they can do some serious damage. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they can be. Uh, What's a nicer word? Uh, brutal. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can be very. Two, my friend actually owned two male pigs. All right. <laughs> Down in Kilworth. Sounds like an exciting life. Good yeah. God, no! <laughs> I went in and I visited them, and it's like, yeah, like they can be pretty friendly or whatever. But if they decide to headbutt you, oh, yeah, you're yeah. on the ground. Yeah. You're done. And pigs will work cooperatively. Yes. Like there are stories of you know if a farmhand is being not so nice to some of the pigs, the pigs will get together to take them out yeah because they are they're really smart from what i was oh, reading and yeah. they're like they're, they're they communicate a lot they've got what is it they they sort of have it's like scientists have managed to identify 20 different types of sounds <laughs> that they have from everything from like you know oh um uh, let's mate to essentially i'm hungry and like all of these different things they chatter away to each other all oh, the time yeah. so yeah of course guys animal farm <gasps> yeah oh it's all just that's just several pennies yeah. smashing well, yeah. I mean we also know pigs are very inventive house builders as we know as we know oh from, sorry <laughs> we didn't get that <laughs> yeah, from excuse that. me I didn't see that episode yeah. of um, show like Homes Under the Hammer or <laughs> Grand Design Grand Design that was it yeah. the Grand Design three brothers all pigs <laughs> it ends badly for two of them mm. yeah. but the three little pigs is probably the most famous you know pig Fairy tale. Everyone yeah. knows the three little pigs. There were three pigs. One built a house of straw, one built a house of sticks, one built a house of bricks. Wolf came along. Guess which house stayed put? <laughs> and it's interesting that they chose the, the pigs to be these 
these animals who were sort of being domestic and the representation of, you know, hard work and sacrifice may one day lead to paradise. Just interesting that they, they picked pigs rather than, you know, any other anthropomorphized animal you could you yeah. could pick on. Because usually uh, pigs are sort of like, yeah, mucking around in the muck. Yeah, like normally you know, when you say someone's a pig, you're saying that they're sort of lazy or... Yeah, slovenly. slovenly. And, yeah. Which I suppose maybe that's the implication <coughs> that the first two who make the house of straw and of sticks... Maybe that's the implication. I I don't know. Um, or maybe it's just that you know pigs yeah, are kind of cute. You, d- you don't really think of um, you don't really think of wolves going after pigs. I mean, like why wouldn't they? Obviously, yeah. but Did, it's like it's sheep, isn't it? it, or it I suppose yeah. because sheep have to be taken out to graze. Yeah. Um. So they need to move around. You sort of you be in an area where you might be closer to like a wood or wherever the wolf is roaming. Yeah. Whereas pigs, they tend to stay in in their stire things, unless they're like truffle pigs when you go out hunting with them. Yeah. Snuffling. <laughs> hunting for mushrooms <laughs> yes fearsome mushrooms fearsome mushrooms but i i imagine like a wolf would if you know if there was a pig they've and they were hungry they might take it down though i imagine it might take more than one wolf to get a pig because of they are quite yeah big if it was a full, yeah if it was a full-blown male pig yeah but wolves are pack animals again and so a solitary wolf is unusual almost as unusual as a pig building a house of bricks <laughs> No, sure we shouldn't think them. too deep about this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it is also the year of the pig. Is it? Is it? Is. Right. Happy coincidence when I looked that up. Yeah. So mm. I think um, yeah, it's interesting with the the three little pigs ba- building the houses, and that's definitely like in Western society mm. we'd see that as like the most popular story about it. But I had a lot of fun looking at um, how the pig ended up in the Chinese zodiac. It's Ooh. kind of fun because there's, you know, we have the sort of general story of like the the um, the Emerald Emperor who's you know one of the the most famous. I, I don't know this at all. Oh man, okay. Yeah. Shall I tell you a story? Yeah, please tell us a story. Um, so the, the more famous version of the zodiac or the you know the animals being attributed to the Chinese calendar, like the rooster and all those, is that there was some kind of race. Um, and all these animals race to get to the, um, the, the the Emerald Emperor and they get a place in the calendar. Um, so there's two versions of the story that I actually found. Mm. One actually is, is not the race, which is the commonly known one. And it's about, um, so essentially, well, here we go, first Zodiac story. In ancient times, there was a landlord who was very rich and had a million hectares of fertile land, but he had no son. Unexpected, unexpectedly, he had a son when he was nearly 60 years old. I love the way they phrase this. It's on um, yourchineseastrology.com, just so you know. <laughs> I couldn't find a proper source because I can't read Chinese, I'm sorry. Um, the family was incredibly happy and the landlord held a luxury banquet to celebrate. During the celebration, a fortune teller came and found that the child had a wide forehead, big face and was pale and fat. And so the fortune teller predicted that, th- that this child would be wealthy and blessed. <laughs> I don't know. Also, I think this was translated. So some words I sort of I, I sort of rewrote it slightly for clarity. Um, but this child, born in blessing, was lazy. He studied no civil, military, or farming skills. Instead, he indulged in dissipation, squandering money on sensual pleasures, because he thought that his destiny was fixed and he would be wealthy without hard work. Soon after he came of age, however, his parents died and his family declined. The property was sold off and the servants departed. The young man continued to live in luxury, but he soon starved to death as he had never learned how to cook for himself. (laughs) After he died, his soul lingered, lingered on and went to the king of hell to complain about how he should not have died as he did because he had been born blessed. The king of hell clearly was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, Brought the young man's soul to the Jade Emperor. He's one of the most important gods in traditional Chinese religion to resolve the dispute. The Jade Emperor summoned the kitchen god. I love that 
they have a kitchen god. And asked why this blessed child had starved to death. The kitchen god explained that the blessed child had studied nothing, had done no farming work, and had spent his days living a life of luxury that he had never earned. The Jade Emperor was very, very angry and ordered one of his subordinates to punish the young man's soul, saying, You have good fortune, but you are too lazy. I will change you into a pig which eats chaff as punishment. Now, during this period of time, the Heavenly Palace, where the Jade Emperor resided, was holding a competition um, of the Chinese Zodiac uh, to, to decide which of the animals would be attributed to it. Um, and the subordinate, who had been instructed to punish the young man's soul, managed to massively misunderstand the Emperor's orders. <laughs> I think there's something to do, um, like, idiomatically here with the language that oh. didn't come through in the translation, so I think he misinterpreted what the oh. Jade Emperor said. And so, although the man was returned to the mortal, wor mortal, wor well, mortal world in the form of a pig eating chaff, he also became the 12th Chinese zodiac sign. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't so think that he, guy he landed on his feet. He did. He did. And um, his hooves. Yeah. His little trotters. Um, oh, the, the, yeah, the traditional, I, I like that one because it's kind of like, you know, even though, you know, you've sort of been told, you know, oh, you're, you're wonderful. You've got all this stuff ahead of you. You know, your life is going to be great. Mm. Like, even if you were to know that you are going to be blessed and you're going to have a great life and everything's going to go well for you. You should still, you know, put it out. Maybe yeah, help some other yeah, people yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so the, the more com commonly known story of this um, that I, I remember doing in primary school, oddly. I don't know if it was in one of our readers or something. Ooh, readers. Remember those? Um, so another story goes that the pig was selected as a Chinese zodiac sign on its own efforts. Oh. So oh. the Jade Emperor uh, stipulated that there would be a great race for all the animals in the world to take part. The first animals to arrive at his palace that day would be selected as the zodiac signs. The pig clearly knew that he was heavy and walked slowly, so he got up at midnight to make sure he was at the starting line nice and early. However, the pig met many obstacles along the way. Uh, he exerted all his strength and crawled up to the heavenly southern gate of the palace. By the time he arrived, the competition was already over. The pig Aww. begged to be recognised for all the hard work and effort he had uh, put into the race, and the other domestic animals, like the horse and the ox, the sheep, the rooster and the dog, also pleaded for him. Oh, that's nice. I really yeah. like this. Yeah. Finally, the Jade Emperor was moved and let him through the gates, and thus the pig became the final zodiac sign. Oh, yeah. they're so cool. Certain stories say that, like along the way, he got a bit hungry, so he stopped <laughs> to eat something, and then naturally he fell asleep. But he he kept going, oh, you know, and he pushed persistence. through. Um, and it just took him. Yeah, it's persistence. You persistent know? pig. And it shows, like you know, he knows he's going to be slow, so we make sure he's there yeah, on time, time and everything. Um, so oh, I, I much prefer that pig. That yeah, pig's such a cutie. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. He's, a nice, he's a nice piggy wiggy. He's a nice yeah. piggy boy. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice one. Yeah. Um, and what does the pig symbolize in Chinese? So, uh, did yeah. you come across that? Sorry, not to put you on the. I forgot to like. So I, I saw as I was looking up certain things, I didn't get everything down. I know he's a, a, so the pig in in China sort of traditionally. Sorry, my <laughs> my wrist just clicked. <laughs> um, for, from what I did come across was that um, uh, it sort of represents fertility as well. Um, yes. So I know apparently certain. Obviously, this sounds like a massive massive generalization. I don't think all across that massive country of China, um, this is true. But apparently sort of traditionally sometimes couples who were trying for a child would have like um you know a symbol or a picture or a statue of a pig in their bedroom or something okay yeah, yeah i have yeah. it i just have it up here from yeah, great. I don't nations think... online right. I don't thank know you a... shout out shout out <laughs> um a pig represents luck overall good fortune wealth honesty general prosperity symbolizing a hard-working a peace-loving person 
Um, a truthful, generous, indulgent, patient, reliable, trusting, sincere, <laughs> giving, social person with a large sense of humour and understanding. So exactly who base- you want your friends to be. <laughs> so basically the opposite of the Western association with a pig. Yeah, complete pig opposite. seen as being grumpy, being slovenly, being bad-tempered, being a slum- dirty yeah, and stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Or like, you know how some people call like the police pigs and whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like something mm. to be... Uh, fought against yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. it's derogatory it's disgusting yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting so you had a story which involved uh, a man getting turned into a pig mm. and I have a, a story that sort of involves a woman getting turned into a pig Ooh. Ooh. representation uh, <laughs> but um, uh, there are actually two versions of the story I can tell you do you want one with an uplifting ending or one with a not so uplifting ending <laughs> alright I'll, I'll, I'll go for the uplifting ending first and uh, anyone who's familiar with the, the loathful lady will probably recognise some of this um, in Dublin, there were once a couple called Mr. and Mrs. Stevens. They were the creme de la creme of Dublin society. They had good looks, they had wealth, they had charm. They had a, a beautiful little boy called Robert, but they lacked kindness. And one winter's night, when the snow was heavy on the ground, an old beggar woman called on their house, offering from shel- some shelter from the bitter bitter cold with a rose no she didn't offer a rose in exchange this isn't Disney's Beauty and the Beast <laughs> <laughs> sorry we're getting distracted because it's just like I keep finding my cues to put up the shadow we, we, we have done this one as a sh- we have done this as a shadow puppet thing so uh, yeah look on our Instagram for pictures uh, where was it? Oh, it's, this old woman asked for some shelter and the servants though they knew the Stevenses wouldn't really approve well they brought her inside and they sat her down next to the fire and she started to warm up but Mrs. Stevens by some sixth sense, knew all was not as she wished it in her house. So she came down into the kitchens, saw the old beggar woman, and was horrified. Ugh! What is this thing doing here? Ugh! Get out of here, you're filthy, you're lowering the house prices. Ugh! But the old beggar woman, she turned to Mrs. Stevens and said, Please, it's so cold outside. The snow is already up to my knees. You wouldn't throw a pig out into the weather like this. But Mrs. Stevens' icy heart would not be moved, and so she had the old beggar woman thrown out. But the beggar woman left something behind. She left a curse. The next child Mrs. Stevens would bear would be as ugly on the outside as the mother was on the inside. And sure enough, a few months later, Mrs. Stevens gave birth to a baby. Now this baby was perfectly healthy. Had all the, you know, fingers and toes in the normal places. But she had something a little bit unusual. This baby had the face of a pig. And as if that wasn't bad enough, they called her Griselda. The Stevenses, they were, of course, ashamed of their pig-faced daughter. They tried to lock her away from the world so none would know. But their son, Robert, well, he loved his sister regardless of what she looked like. So he would always defend her, care for her. And when he went away to study medicine and become Dr. Stevens... He wrote to Griselda of all he was learning, and she in fact became as skilled and knowledgeable in medicine as her brother the doctor. But Dr. Stevens was worried. The world is a cruel place. It's cruel to most people. It's cruel to pig-faced women in particular. So he put a provision in his will that when he was no longer there to protect her, she would still be looked after. He left his great fortune to her on the condition that when she died, whatever was left over was used to build a hospital. Griselda, she thought this was a great idea, but why wait till they were both dead? There were sick people now. Build the hospital today. And so it was done. 
Stevens's hospital was built. First hospital in Dublin. The building still stands. And Griselda had a set of rooms built in the top of the hospital. And at night, she would walk through the wards, tending to the patients, but with a veil over her face, lest anyone be disturbed by her pig-like visage. <laughs> uh, years passed, and then one night, when Dr. Stevens was not at the hospital, there was a terrible accident. A young man was brought to the point of death, and Griselda was the only one there to tend for him. She nursed him back to health, and though he never saw her face, the young man, he felt certain. This was the woman he wanted to marry. And so the two were wed, but he never saw her face. Not until the wedding night, when she at last dramatically removed the veil. Now the young man, he was, he was a bit taken aback. His wife had the face of a pig. But he had married her. And so they lay down in the wedding bed, him looking at the wall, thinking, oh, God, am I going to have to do this every night? And Griselda called out, are you, um, are you asleep? And he said, no. Will you look at me? Do I have to? Well, I'd really like it if you would look at me because I have a question to ask. And the man, he turned around and the pig face had melted away. A beautiful woman was looking back at him. And Griselda said, I have a question. You see, I've been under a curse. And you have half broken it. So you can have me beautiful like this at night, but with the face of a pig by day. Or beautiful by day, but with the face of a pig by night. Which would you prefer? And the man thought about it. Well, he could have a beautiful wife at home in the evenings, but everyone would laugh at him because he was married to a woman with the face of a pig. Or he could have a beautiful wife in public, but then come home to a pig-faced woman each evening. And he thought about it, and he thought about it, and in the end he could not decide. And he said, well, why don't you choose? Which would you prefer? And Griselda smiled and said, that is the perfect answer. And with that answer, you have broken my curse. For that is what all people truly want. And that is the most powerful thing you can give someone. The right to choose. And they lived happily ever after. And that's the happier version of the story. There's a, a less happy version of the story, which I told when we did it as a, a shadow puppet performance. Um, that basically the, the man tries to lock Griselda away when he finds out she has the face of a pig. And no one hears from them for a while. And when they last break into the house, thinking that the couple might have died, they can't find a trace of Griselda. But they do find an enormous pig in the master's chamber. Because, well, if you act like a pig, you'll be turned into one. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. So that's, um, like, pig-faced women's stories, they show up all over the place. Yeah. They seem to have been very popular at one point. Uh, like most major European cities had a pig-faced woman story. Yeah, it, is, it a, is it a sexist thing of like... I, I think it's a you know combination of, you know, sexism and misogyny. And also travelling fairs and sort of freak shows. Mm. They would often has, have as a display a pig-faced woman. Yeah, which you watch QI? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you like to uh, tell the listeners what the pig faced woman actually was? So everyone was charged a, a halfpenny to go see a pig faced woman when in fact it was just a shaved bear. 
in a dress. In a dress with a bonnet on it. With, wow. Yeah. Like, with, yeah, oh. like a shade. Like, imagine what would a bear look like if it had no hair? I just don't know if I wanted my brain to go there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Actually, if you, if you look at like a, a bear with mange, it's quite a sad. Yeah. Also, I don't know if that's something yeah. I want to put into Google. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, shaved bears. But yeah, I just I never understood how they like got away with the the pig faced woman not being able to talk, having a violent temper. Well, I, and... I, well they used to get the bear drunk to shave it. Oh. So maybe the bear was sort of kept a bit sedated. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like if you have the the mouth of a pig, you're not going to be able to make the same sounds as a human. Mm. Um, yeah, I I just wanted to know who came up with the idea of, you know, what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> should get a bear and get it drunk and shave it and put in a dress oh I'm just imagining God. Dougal with the do you want to see the spider baby it's, like, <laughs> it's got the head of a spider and, and the, the body, body of, of a spider, spider. <laughs> but you know like it's a baby <laughs> oh father Ted oh um, God. but Griselda was a real woman uh, yeah, she, she? yeah she was she didn't have a pig uh, the face of a pig um her family were the Stevenses, who were quite wealthy, and her brother was Dr. Stevens, who did put this provision in his will that he was leaving his money to his sister, but, you know, when she died, the remainder was to use to build a hospital. Uh, but she was a philanthropist, so she, she built the hospital and had rooms for herself living there, but she was quite a reclusive woman, so she didn't really socialise much, and she apparently had some sort of very strong light sensitivity. So people would sometimes see her like walking in the gardens, but she'd have a veil over her face to protect her eyes from the sun. And so people started saying, well, there must be something up with her face. And since this pig-faced woman story was so popular, they started saying that she was a pig-faced woman, which is incredibly unfortunate because that is what she's mostly remembered for rather than building Stevens's hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I sometimes wonder also, like obviously she sort of, she hid her face and maybe she mm. was quite reclusive herself. Mm. Um, so people didn't see her all that much, but she was clearly quite prominent. You know, people would mm. have known about her. You know, she was someone who built a hospital. She yeah. was a woman who was, was doing big things. Um, and so I, I, I sort of wonder, is that was that a sort of subconscious way of like, or even actively undermining her as well in a way? You know, It, if you it might have been like the way like you're, if you look at history, a lot of women who are sort of successful or taking on roles they shouldn't they're seen as witches or mm. demons or something but this was you know start of the enlightenment area so less witches and so they said well obviously yeah. the most sensible option she has the face of a pig obviously yeah, yeah. obviously mm-hmm. yeah, of course yeah. reason that's yeah. logic mixed in with a bit of like Irish begrudgery as well <laughs> yeah I'd say yeah because yeah, yeah, she would have been she wealthy been an, as well yeah she would have been an Anglo yeah oh, oh yes yeah, of course as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wealthy Anglo Who'd she think she is coming over here building our hospitals? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to help us out. <laughs> Let's not get into the Romans. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But there's that film, Penelope, which was a sort of a pig-faced woman story about a family, a very rich family, who, uh, you know, I, the, the, this son had, a, had jilted a serving maid in a particularly unpleasant manner. She placed a curse that the next daughter born to the family would have the face of a pig but then for generations they just had sons until at last in the 21st century there's finally a daughter and she has a a pig nose Mm. and she has to find a a prince a uh, a posh boy who will love her and that will break the spell and it's a it's a really sweet film interesting i feel like i did see that it has richard e grant as the father oh i've definitely seen this i love Mm. it yeah 
it's, oh wow yeah it's a yeah. really it's a really nice film I, th- I think um, no I can't remember her name there's, there's another famous actress in it but I can't remember her name Penelope I'm going to look that one up yeah. mm. it's a nice film excellent so yeah every time it's that sort of like she has to go find a prince or a rich man to mm-hmm. make it like make him love her to break the spell and I'm like is that like you know can you you know decide well, okay, here's I a rich person I'll fall in love with you mm-hmm. um, oh it's Christina Ricci yep yeah uh, Wednesday uh, Adams. yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 Christina Ricci yeah. But it's a nice, the, the curse is sort of, it's a nice like, well, you jilted me because of class issue. Well, now I'm going to throw in a huge class issue to your spell. It's not just anyone oh. can fall in love with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be a posh boy. It has to be a posh boy. Um, and since and... you posh boys are so shallow. <laughs> no offence to any posh boys listening. But also sort yourselves out. <laughs> <laughs> <Take> your <privilege>. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks like it, anyone, you should Google Christina Ricci Penelope because the... Her uh, pig nose is really cute. It's kind of cute, like. Look at oh, her. Yeah. She looks like Peppa Pig. <laughs> like, legit, it's adorable. Yeah. Well, yeah, pigs, are, could rock pigs are very pig popular. And um, Peppa Pig, yeah. the most popular children's pig at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Piglet from the Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh series. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love them. <laughs> Oh, Pig and Pooh are just so sweet. They're mm. so sweet. Yeah. Best friends. Yeah. Babe, Pig in the Big City. Oh, yeah. You know? Charlotte's Web as well. Yeah, yeah but like, I, see, I never read it, so well, I was like, but why is it about a spider? You know? Yeah, I actually can't remember it. I, it's, I, I, I haven't read it, but I do remember seeing a, a sort of like a film version, like a very cheaply animated film version. And it's basically, Charlotte starts, um, the pig is going to be you know, sold to, to the butcher. And so the girl, little girl on the farm wants to save the pig. And so the web, yes. so the web, the, the spider, <laughs> the spider um, works out how to, to weave words into her web. Oh, yeah. And then the, the pig starts like running around, like acting out the word or something. So it becomes like a showbiz thing. And really? It keeps him alive. That's, yes, what, yeah. it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. It's about saving a pig. But through 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 freak shows and yeah, showbiz through, and whatever. through a very literate spider. Oh my good god! Yeah, maybe I should give that a second look. That sounds gas. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. enjoying it. I, I'm I'm worried though because I can't remember the end. I th- I'm, I'm hoping. I think it has a happy ending. I hope so. I hope it has a happy ending. Oh, oh, I'm not gonna say anything. Oh no. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh no. No, like it's one of those ones where you think it's really sad and then it's kind of uplifting, but like, oh my god, I just need a minute, guys. How long do pigs live anyway? It's not the pig. Um, they live a fair while. Uh, how long do pigs? Lifespan of pig. <laughs> Pigeons. Only <laughs> six years. Okay. Uh, the Javan warty pig, so not your bog standard, can live eight years. <laughs> so not that long. Interesting. I thought they would have been like... you had longer lifespan. Yeah, because, you know, you, you hear of... Whatever these yeah. things out in the wild, it's like, oh, I'm 85 years old. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe it's pig years, but we do have a, we, we certainly in Irish mythology, we have at least one very long lived pig, uh, which comes up in the, the famous story of the pursuit of Dermot and Gronia, which basically we had this huge tradition in ancient Ireland of, you know, fostering where someone else would raise your kids, which was partly like alliances because I, I'm not going to attack your house if my kids are there. Yeah. But, you know, it was also education and status and all sorts of things. But Dermot, who was, would grow up to be a member of the Fianna, the most beautiful man in Ireland, he and another fella who was sort of his half-brother both got fostered by Ingus Oak, the god of love. Uh, and the men of the Fianna came one day to, you know, 
Angus's house because you could call on a god in those days. <laughs> and they were having a bit of a feast and things and the dogs started fighting over a bone. And one of the little boys got quite frightened by this because these were like, these were big mythological wolfhounds yeah. uh, snarling at each other. So he, he ran away and he tried to sort of like hide behind one of the adult's legs. Um, but he was in between the guy's two legs and the guy thought as a joke, oh, I'll squeeze my legs together. And the little boy got crushed. Oh. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, fuck, I've killed a child. Let's <laughs> uh, Deirdre. I'll come back to it in a second. Oh, no, no. What? Put it on. <laughs> Don't leave us like that. Don't leave us hanging. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. We've been joined by Deirdre. Uh, cliffhanger ending there. Yeah. So he has, he has killed the child and um, he tries laying the, the boy's body out and claiming uh, it was the dog's. He got in between them, but everyone comes and they know this is Bran and Scrolon. They don't hurt children. These dogs are more intelligent than most people. And there's also, there's not a mark on the body. So they very quickly work out what happens. And the guy who uh, who did the deed is Dermot's father. Dermot. So Dermot is then cursed. Mm-hmm. The, the man who lost his son, he says, well, if my son has been taken, so will yours. So he takes the soul or essence out of his son's body and places it into a boar. And this boar then runs off through the mountains and it is decreed that that boar's tusks shall shed the blood of Dermot, Odivna. And sure enough, many, many years later, after much adventures and pursuits and (laughs) hanky-panky, Finn McCool, who has had a bit of a scrap with Dermot, which he says he's over, but he's clearly not, says, do you want to go out hunting? Yeah, let's hunt this boar. Oh, you have a you have a guess on you, by the way, that you can't pierce the flesh of a boar, so you're just going to have to, you know, stand there without a weapon. And, of course, it gets gored to death. And Fionn has this, this magical gift whereby if you drink the water from his hands, you can be cured of any ill. So Dermot starts begging Fionn, will you please heal me? And Fionn goes off and dips his hands in the pool and is walking back, but, oh, no, all the water spilt. So he goes back to the stream again, and Dermot is losing a lot of blood, and he comes back and says... Oh no, all the water's dripped out of my hands again. How inconvenient. And he goes a third time and he brings the water back and I brought the water back and... Oh, you're dead. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, so that's... that. Uh, of Odivna, the best-looking man in Ireland, meets his death at the hands or the tusks of a pig. He gets mauled to death yeah. by a pig. Yeah. My God. Oof. Not a fun way to go. Not a fun uh... way to go. I thought it was going to end with like... Oh, you want this water, do you? Take my son's soul out of that pig. Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no. No, and no statement of what happens to the uh, the pig after that, if, if it dies or if it just is still roaming around. I want that sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. What happened to the pig? <laughs> like, does he just suddenly sort of go, I'm alive again. Oh, that parasite is gone. I can live free. <laughs> you know, and then gets yeah. eaten. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Boar. Yeah, one of your McCall's less fine moments. <laughs> Sure, he had many. Because he was anything. just a shining example, wasn't he? <laughs> mm. Well, he had very shiny hair. He did. Mm. He did. Uh, he was lovely. Some of the time. Some of the time. Yeah, but ninety percent of the time, he was grand. Yeah. But uh, there were those few occasions. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Typical. What about the occasions we didn't hear about? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the truth? <laughs> Let's make a documentary. Oh, that was a long time ago. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. So, do you have any uh, any pig? Related. Um, I have a lovely poem. Oh, a, a piggy poem. poem from Deirdre's lovely book. 
that she sent yesterday. Thanks, Deirdre. Deirdre is speaking through Orla. Deirdre is speaking. The pigs are speaking through me. <laughs> Oink. Oink. Um, hold on, let's see if I can get it up in a better. Yeah. It's, um, it's about that field of pigs that I was telling That's you about earlier. near the field of Athenry. That's near the field of Athenry. Where once we heard those small seagulls cry, our love was on the wing. We had dreams and songs to sing, but now it's so lonely. By that field, by the field of Athenry. By that field, <laughs> by the field of Athenry. Okay. So it's uh, it's called Mac Muck River. Uh, and again, I got it from the book Ireland's Animals by Niall McCutier. Cotier? Cotier, yeah. We'll go with that. From Kruokon's cave, their dwelling place, a black enchanted herd did race. Aroused by a demon, the skinny throng to Maeve and Aliel's land did come. These pigs a wondrous power did wield, a hundred counting them in the same field. Could add them up until the last day, but never could number them the same. Crops and grounds alike they spoiled in connect of the bardic voice, leaving upheaval and upset in every district where they went. Aliel and Maeve at last did go to hunt them, and so number them true, and found the pigs on clear bright sands, resting in the open on my frike. On that day, all here and there, the wild pigs were counted in my frike, and the twist in the tale, it seems, that plain was henceforth called Mac Muckrava. The end. The twist yeah. in the tale. The yeah. twist in the tale. I like it. The twist in the tale <laughs> is that there were loads of pigs in this field, so we decided to call it the pig field. Yeah, but there were a lot of demon <laughs> but they things. Got twisty tales. But they also got. Oh my you get God, it? Get yeah. it? That's great. But that, that cave, a lot of a lot of sort of demonic animals came out of that cave. There were, there were demon cats. Were there white rabbits? I don't know, but there were definitely demon cats. And I think the Morrigan once rode out of that cave on her horse that has one leg. What? Yeah. How does that work? I I don't know. Um, But there's a, I think it's sort of in the beginning of the tone, uh, the Morrigan's getting ready for, you know, stuff to happen. And so she comes out in, in glory, in gold and red, in blazing fire and rushing blood. And it's, there's a big description, like there's a one-eyed giant uh, that accompanies her and she's in her chariot and her great horse with one leg. I don't know. I think every other sort of... I mean, Manon MacLear famously had a horse whose name translates as the horse with one head. But, the, but, should, that, but should that make sense? I know, but it's uh, the, the notable thing about this horse was that it only had one head. <laughs> so I, I don't know if this sort of like, uh, through like a weird word of mouth thing got done to the marginal well. Do you have one leg? And three arms. I don't know. So it kind of go like that. I don't know. I don't know. But oh, maybe he was really bad at running. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe, maybe he, he was, was just a bit like two-legged or something. Yeah. Well, uh, he, he, he was clearly, you know, good enough to pull them up, the Morgan's chariot. Maybe he had wheels. <laughs> yeah, me, like that's Extra what I wheels. was thinking. It had like, you know, the, when you get the puppies who can't use their back legs and they get <gasps> little wheelchairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what oh, I thought it was oh, like. They're yeah. so good. Oh, I, I, it's now headcanon <laughs> that the, the Morrigan made a one-legged horse a, a, a special mobility scooter thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> so sweet. Yeah. But oh. yeah, so these these pigs might have been slightly demonic because there's all sorts of weird things coming out of caves in Connacht. <laughs> Still does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still happens. I mean, like, we've got weird things coming out of caves in Munster. Like, <laughs> Heely race. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fun fact about pigs for when we want to 
Yep. Oh, are Do you want to finish us off with the with Just some with fun, fun facts? Fun fa- okay, well, I've actually managed to like sneak most of them into this conversation because mm. I'm super stuck. That was that seamless. Way. Mm-hmm. But there's one last one that I didn't get to bring in because it's a bit bizarre. So there's this uh, Bahamian island. Uh, if that's how you pronounce, Baha- I was thinking like it's the Bahamas, a Bahamian island. Yeah. There's an island in the Bahamas. Keep on track, um, but it's called um, like Big Major K or something. Um, but there's a population of wild aquatic swine there, right? Oh, you know, you know what's up. So they have taken to swimming out to boats offshore when they pass because no one actually lives on the island in the hope of being rewarded with a tasty snack. Oh, so they can swim, they can swim. <gasps> yeah, wow. you know, just little pigs. Can, like, can all swimming. pigs swim? Because I know they like to sort of like hmm. wallow. I, th- I think they might. Because I think in the Chinese tale, uh, they like the pig didn't have any trouble getting through the river. Mm. So like warthogs and like stuff yeah. like that. But if anyone ever watched that that uh, trash fire of a documentary about the fire festival, oh no, no. I didn't. I'd love to learn. No. It, it's full of full of tea, full of drama. But they have the swimming pigs. <gasps> In there, and they're so cute. Oh my they're, god! They're like puppies or something. Oh, they're, just, oh, they're adorable. Yeah. So, um, in summary, pigs get a bit of a bad rap in a lot of European uh, folklore and associations with calling people pigs. But pigs are awesome. They're very yes. nice. Yeah, we, we like pigs. Yeah, we happy like pigs. year of the pig. It's also the last year in this cycle of the twelve-year calendar. Oh, so it's almost like we're coming into a new era. Ooh. So yeah. I forget what the first one was. It was the rat. Yes, rat is next yeah. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, oink. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a variety of ways you can do this. And we're going to leave this to Emily, because I couldn't even do the intro. <laughs> All right, so, our podcast is called Sounds from the Shadows. If you want to leave a review, something like that, that'll be lovely. If you want to get in contact with us more directly, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook... On all of those, though, we are Tales from the Shadows. So at Twitter, we are Tales Shadows. Instagram, we are Tales from the Shadows. Facebook, also Tales from the Shadows. You see, we have a theatre group that do shadow puppetry. We've done the pig-faced woman as a shadow puppet play. Um, And I thought it'd be easier if we kept the same social media stuff. But no, it's just proved a complication. We're also on Patreon. Uh, we have some lovely patrons who uh, help keep the podcast going, help pay Thank for things guys. like... Thank you, Love patrons. You. you help pay for like hosting stuff, um, for um, getting and fixing mics. Uh, and so if you'd like to support us, they'll be lovely. But if you just want to get in touch with us, say hello, tell us some of your interesting pig facts. Do you have a pet pig? Tell us. Send have us you ever, photos. Have you met a pig? Yeah, send send us photos of your pet pig. Do you have a particular please. favorite pig story? Mm-hmm. Deirdre really wants some photos. I can see from her face. Oh yes, yes. my my <laughs> sister, actually my my little sister. She says when she gets if she ever gets like her own house with a big garden, she wants to get a pet pig called Princess Penelope Peppermint. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Man, or if anyone wants to send us what are those nice M and S sweets. Percy, Percy pigs. pigs. Percy pigs. And they have vegetarian Percy pigs. Yeah, which they do, which are actually really unreal. Good. They're yeah. really lovely. They're really tasty. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're really good. Yeah. So, uh, a variety of things you can do for <laughs> us. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I've been Emily. I've been Orla. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't to. I have been Georgia. And goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.